up, guys? I'm Alex Mack, part of Call to Action Crew, and I'm here with one of the real loves of my life, Miss Boo Boo herself. What up, Kelsey? Oh, up here. Mm. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for having me. I've been, it's been a little bit since I've been on Showbates, and I'm super excited to be back, especially for this competition, because holy yeah. power, we in stores for some awesomeness. Oh my gosh, so much awesomeness to go around. We have two amazing competitors. Belford, he's played in several matches himself, you know, actually earlier in the Schmo Bait season, but also he's going to be going up against a William the Beast Bibiani as well. Both obviously fantastic competitors. Belford is technically sitting at 2 and 0 with uh, no losses under his belt, but also Bibbs, he's coming off hot off of his really fantastic win against John out uh, the outlaw Roca himself. So I have a feeling we're in some, some solid arguments overall. I am too. I think this is going to be epic. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go ahead and dive into it with our first competitor. So you may know him as a beast. You might know him as, you know, part one of the Shazam, you know, team, definitely one of my favorite teams of all time when it comes to Schmodown, but who am I other than just a mega super duper fan, Mr. Bibbs. Oh, you're nice. Hi, everybody. Growl, growl. Growl, growl, growl. <laughs> so much growls. So much growls, indeed. And actually, for sure, growl, 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 growl. Commentatoring okay. nude, I appreciate that, and you're my favoritist, too. For sure. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty cool fella, that's for sure. Um, now, I know, like I said, you just uh, came off of your match with Roka just like a, a little over a month ago. So going into this match, do you feel a little nervous at all or no? Oh, I'm completely unprepared. Uh, I haven't looked at the internet in like a month and a half. Uh, I haven't seen a single Schmodan match. Uh, since then, I am just jumping in, seat of my pants, hoping that beginner's luck is going to carry me. <laughs> you know what? Beginner's luck is a real thing, but you know, yeah, come for it. You know, I feel like you do have some real talent as well. And, I'm very uh, loud. I'm very loud, and that that carries me very far. It makes it sound like I'm making good arguments, even when I'm not. You know what? You got to fake it till you make it. Sometimes yep. solid strategy. <laughs> All right, now for our next competitor, you know, he's definitely one of the most iconic members of the Action Army. You know, Christian himself has called him probably his favorite fan. Showdown fan of all time. It is Bill. Okay, sorry, Billy Belford. Oh my gosh, the icon, the man, the myth, the legend. What up, my man? Uh, not much. I'm just excited to uh, <laughs> schmobate. Is that the verbiage? Is that, that, that yes. the verbing that we do? <laughs> excited. I'm uh, going to try to channel my inner uh, Mark Singer. Um, oh. I also ate seven dozen eggs just in case because we know that five dozen isn't enough to uh, never slay the beast. Not. So uh, seven eggs got a little tummy tummy ache, but it's it's worth it. So I, I understood all the movie references, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I can go to but, for movie references. Is that a thing? No, no, no bonus. No, maybe I I don't know. Maybe, maybe ironically, I'm the one who's roughly the size of a barge, so that's fine. Um, I am also barge adjacent, sir. So we're the we are roughly the size of a barge. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, face off against oh, someone okay. who uh, make complete sentences this time. The first two times, I wasn't sure what the my opponents were saying. So tonight will be different. Tonight so, will be a respected. Well, I mean, critic and auteur. I was mostly planning on screaming profanity until my time was up. So now the bar is <laughs> raised. Whoa. 
Bards and Wraith, and now I'll actually have to give it a try. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Some, you know, profanity here and there and some arguments sometimes just emphasizes yeah. the point is being made. I mean, Danielle, you know, our winner from our Shmobia last time, Aww. she's actually going to be going up against one of you guys in Ooh. the future. She actually won our previous round. And so, uh, yeah, in the next round. You guys have to face her, so let's see. Oh, yeah, but I'm look at these dating. wonderful people. Um, you know, BCD wow. says uh, Bibbs needs to audition for a movie musical because that was beautiful and amazing. Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. I've been um, wanting to do a, a karaoke competition, a Schmodown episode for forever, and they've always said no. Have you not done a karaoke with a Video Drew? No, I've never done karaoke with Video Drew. There's, there's a strong vibe of karaoke throughout the Schmodown. There's, there's we like her Drew. music. Ben Bateman song. does his nerd singing songs. Yeah. Show. There's a lot uh, of nerding. There's a lot of random yeah. 90s. Kevin, there's a lot if of I learned how to play a ukulele, I'd have my own YouTube channel, but I never oh. did. So here I am. Kevin, there's time. <laughs> It's never too late. It's always time. <laughs> I feel like we can talk about karaoke and ukulele playing for ages to come because, you know, the best uh, ukulele player of all time is definitely Shannon Barney, as exhibited in our previous, uh, you know, promos and videos, you know, for corruption. That's for dang sure. Now, we're going to, if you're not, uh, if you've never been a part of, uh, you know, watching, you know, Schmobates or anything before, thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out with us. We are uh, a debate show that really kind of focuses is on Schmodown themed arguments. You know, so for example, some arguments have been made of who what is the best, who's the best uh, Schmodown personality to go on a road trip with? Uh, what was the best belt match in Schmodown history? So a lot of big questions, a lot of weird questions are going to be argued here tonight. So going into it, we're going to be starting with our first round. We have three questions today for our first round. We're going to be starting with the beast himself with one minute for an opening statement, followed by four minutes of open debate and one minute of closing debate as well. For the first question, like I said, we'll be starting with bids. The second question, vice versa, with Belford. And for the last question, we'll be using this wonderful and beautiful beautiful Action Army coin to determine who is going to go first, essentially. And we've already decided that ahead of time. You guys, you ready? Ready. Okay. Yes. All right. I am going to go ahead and pull up the question here in a hot second. Kelsey, please do us the honor. Yes. Question one. In a championship match, which round is the most important? Mm -hmm. Different from a regular match. There's a few extra rounds to consider when making your selection. Starting with you, Bibbs, you have one minute on the clock to let us know. Starting now. Okay. Uh, every round in a championship match is important. We can all understand that. However, there is only one round in the championship match, which is completely unlike any other round in any other match, and that is the speed round. The speed round uh, differs in a variety of ways. It actually requires the players to be quick in order to uh, get an answer correct. You can steal an answer from an opponent. You can lose points in the process. You're required to use different forms of technology that you never get to practice with unless you're about to do a championship match. A lot of people aren't prepared for a speed round. A lot of people lose a lot of points in a speed round. A speed round can be the thing that makes uh, a lead completely uh, uh Undefeatable. It can also take someone in the lead and it can put them in last place real, real fast. It is the, the round that can change everything, the round that some people have absolutely no idea what to do with, and a round that personally I have found in championship matches uh, can mean all or nothing. 
In time. Ooh, great arguments. Going into it, I'm not going to lie. When you said speed round in the chat, I was like, really? But after hearing your arguments, that makes complete sense. All right. Um, moving over to you, Billy, you also have one minute on the clock to let us know your selection for a most important round in a championship match. Starting right now. So for me, the most important round is the betting round because, and the betting round compares on similar levels to the speed round. There are uh, the two rounds where you can have the, the biggest swings. Uh, the betting round, you can have a six point swing. The speed round, you can only have a five point swing. Uh, also the betting round is the, it is the round that, that start really puts pressure on people. You have to, you have to think outside the box of how are you going to, um, how are you going to wager? It's also the round where you know the category before everything else, and then you have to wager points on how well you know that category. There's added pressure built in there. It's also it can it can win it or it can lose it for you in a heartbeat. There are different strategies for it, um, and several times it has shown that it is the difference between winning and losing um, how someone wagers in the betting round. Um, it also has added strategy of adding in different categories in the hopes of getting that, that hitting it there. Okay. Ooh, solid arguments. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. I'm not going to lie going into it. I was like, okay, just like any other match, I feel like personally the second round is much more important, but here are these opening statements. I feel like, both of these are really, I mean, like even better options than what I thought with the uh, for for the second round. So speed round, you mentioned Bibs physicality that's involved. You can both gain and lose points. Uh, the technology aspect it can definitely make or break you really quick. You can go from first to second real fast, but also it can be very difficult to ace um, as well because if you if you think it, you're gonna quit. You're gonna it can if you're confident in it, it can definitely go against you as well. Um, but Belford, you mentioned that's a, a solid six point swing versus bids is five point swing. So like you said, it is, uh, you know, worth more in terms of points, but also the points wagering, you have to think outside the box, there's more pressure. It can also make or break you. Kelsey, what did you think of these picks? I thought they were really interesting. I love that they are both picks that are specific to the championship matches. Like these are only ever in championship matches. So yeah. you really only prep for them if you're going to be in one. So I can see why they are just so important to ace if you're going to be in a championship. So I like both. I think both are very solid choices. Absolutely. For sure. Not to mention, you can't really be a champion, uh, like a championship level competitor without feeling confident in training effectively for these uh math for these uh, uh rounds in particular sometimes because they are a lot of cases they're not really thought about until the very end but it's really good to kind of be proactive in that pro training process okay well you guys have four minutes crazy i know four whole minutes <laughs> to make your arguments against each other uh profanities go cray cray <laughs> do whatever you want to do but let us know uh please take turns but at the same time i it's like we definitely don't monetize like all three three four minutes kind of thing so all right okay is it gonna be the betting round or speed round you guys got four minutes starting now poopy okay that was profanities <laughs> out of the way okay here's the deal okay First off, excellent points made, and both of these uh, rounds have indeed made and broken matches before. However, there are significant differences between the betting round and the speed round. Uh, Belford brought up the fact that there is potentially a six-point swing in the betting round. There was also very easily a zero-point swing 
in the betting round because in as Dan Merle showed us in the most recent singles uh, uh, title match, you can completely neutralize the very existence of the betting round by just betting zero. If you have a lead of more than a couple of points and you are not 100% confident in a category, you can bet zero and the betting round means next to nothing. So that well, is something that's really seen, important. Whereas, whereas we've we've in, in the, the speed round, round, you're getting those points lost or taken no matter what. Not, not true, because we have seen in the speed round where people refuse to answer questions, refuse to ring in. In fact, we've had it where three, like almost like three questions were just completely not even answered. In the betting round, at least you have to answer. You might bid zero, you might bid right. three, but you answer the question. But the difference is, the difference, and I've actually been in a speed round where, uh, between me and Merle, where neither of us even bothered answering the question. That is indeed a strategy that is something you can have. However, that is a huge risk. And if you decide to wait out the question, what you are also doing is giving your opponent an opportunity opportunity to just think of the answer so it's actually it's actually a, it, it's more dangerous depending on the point swing to potentially let a speed round question go than it is to potentially you know bet three points or whatever so the speed round is, is very very different here the other thing is that um you know you know the category going into a wager round that's mm -hmm. That's all well and good. The speed round is a variety of different categories and a variety of different uh, formats. They are presented in such a way to try to trick you into answering a question incorrectly. However, sometimes trying to guess where a question is going halfway through a question is the difference between getting the question and losing the question. So and there's a lot more danger in a speed round that can actually make or break a game. The speed round has also become, let me ring in as quickly as possible. You've seen Paul Oyama do it. You've seen yeah. Ben Maiden do it. And I'm going to just jump the gun and answer the question in the hope of getting that point. Because there's just risk. I might lose a point, but that's it. You don't gain a point as well. In the in the betting round, if I bet three I'm going and I miss it, I lose three points no matter what you do. Exactly. So that that adds to the to the the danger of the, the betting round. Which you is why Sorry, also, the speed no. round happens before the speed round. Yeah. The speed, the, the, sometimes matches are over by the time you get to the speed round. I mean, That's very, be very uncommon. In fact, it is far more common in a championship match for a speed round to make the fifth round completely unnecessary. And we've seen that happen time and time again. That happened in the first Shy Wolves championship match. That happened with Kevin Smets. That happened with uh, uh, Ben Bateman and Paul Oyama. We've seen time and time again the speed round. Sam Levine was a master of a speed round. He could take an L and turn it into a W in one round alone. Because here's the thing. With the championship, uh, or really any game, uh, if you're going into the final round with a with more than five points difference, there's a really excellent chance you're going to lose. Very few people have ever won a schmodown with more than five when you're more than five points down because it would all come down to that final question. That five points can be entirely made up in a speed round based on your skill, not the luck of your opponent. Well, Badly, you actually have to do it all on your own. That is way more important, and it is way more likely that you I can would also argue though that the, the difficulty of the questions are more difficult in the betting round than the speed round. Yeah, they try to trick you a little bit, but typically it's not a difficult question. It's not a it's not a deep dive. It's not a tough pull. It is like it's something that most people know. They're round one type type questions in the speed right. round, but you only and have two seconds to answer them. And load on time. Woo. Woo! You guys want to go take uh, take a water break? <laughs> I actually have a water right now. I'm good. Yeah, oh, it's like, like, like prepared. Prepared. 
Because if anything, I, I if anything, I think you guys needed to drink some caffeine or maybe some Red Bull because the, the energy wasn't there totally. Oh my God. Uh, what, the, what is the energy, uh, bitch? Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it just wasn't there. Um, yeah, so uh, we have like several people in the chat that are really, you know, they're definitely, uh, you know, going on both sides here. Eric Chan is quick to say speed around is more important because it is right before the last round, the last chance to answer the same question. So great point for sure. Um, but also, uh, you know, a little bit, um, you know, Ryan said Bateman picked up a lot of points in Atlanta and Helton get to sudden death in overtime. So that makes total sense. But also, Jake says, are we getting Bibs the honorary call sign poopy? We are not doing that. <laughs> I veto that. That is not a thing. That is not a thing. We're done. In fact, I want this video deleted off the internet. Yeah. I will not sign a release. <laughs> We're going to get a copyright strike. <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for. I'm just going to start playing Star Wars in the background as loudly as possible, so we definitely get a copyright strike. Like Zeppelin at full blast, yeah. I would love that. Love that. Sure you would. Okay. No. Okay. So again. These are two, I feel like they're both very correct answers. You know, there's points where both of you guys were talking where I was like, Biz is going to win. Belford is going to win based off these arguments. So I really feel iffy on who I would side with at this point. So I'm really kind of excited to see uh, how you guys are going to really uh, solidify it for one in your favor. Kelsey, what did you think about the arguments? I felt very similar to you the whole entire time. I'm like, well, clearly Bibbs is right. Well, clearly Belford's right. Wait, no, clearly Bibbs is right. And so now I am so torn. I think this final round is going to be the decision maker for a lot of people in the chat as yes. well because i feel like it's really tight right now mm -hmm. now i did uh, hear some mentions uh bibs you did actually mention several matches where you know how describing how pivotal the speed round was uh belford i would love to hear you know some kind of a follow-up to that uh you know were they in those matches were they not as important as you know bibs made a seem or was uh were there matches where if anything the betting round was significantly more important to uh the speed round in any championship matches as well. I would love to see kind of followed from that because I didn't hear any kind of response from that in particular. Okay, now um, we are going to be going into our third round. For our third round, it's going to be one minute apiece to really address those questions. But also, they are here to guarantee your votes. Now, Kelsey and I, as cool as we are, as pretty as we are sometimes, you know, we're not the ones determining who's going to walk away a win today. That's to you guys, the vote that are going to be voting on Twitter. You you guys determine who's going to be walking away today with bragging rights. So don't wait, um, you know, until tomorrow or whatever, maybe you uh, can say after finishing them talking about their closing statements, then you can decide after hearing them uh, if you should want to go in favor of Belford or Bibbs. So let's do it. You have one minute on the clock, starting with Bibbs. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Starting now. Okay, I want to thank Eric Chan because he made an excellent point. Because the speed round comes after the betting round, the betting round can be completely neutralized by the speed round cutting us into the final round. That is an important thing. The other thing is that I really wanted to get more into is that because you don't get to practice a speed round, you get to practice answering questions all the time. Betting is only one small aspect of it. The speed round, the technology, the intensity of it, uh, the make it or break it, will they or won't they, this is the moment right now. I'm not going to miss my shot. 
that right there is the kind of intensity that can completely annihilate an inexperienced player and can make it almost impossible to beat Dan Merle. Trust me, I know. All right. So this, this is actually like incredibly important. You need to practice, you need to hone, you need to be ready and you need to be playing at a level and at an intensity that you were completely unable to at any other time. The, Speed round is unlike anything else, and it is almost impossible to win a game without it. I yield my last second. All right. Wow, that's going down pretty darn perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it sounded like overall, like you said, it came after, but it almost, uh, depending on your performance, it definitely can neutralize uh, the necessity of the betting round, essentially. Is that correct? Yes. That was Sorry. my point. Okay. Got it. All right, over to Belford. You also have one minute on the clock to to really, it's kind of do with it, whatever you want to do. Really get everyone in your favor and vote uh, in favor of you today. So you also have one minute on the clock. You ready? Ready. Starting now. I'm going to talk about one match, and that's the most recent title match between Dan Merle and Ben Bateman when Dan Merle re-won the title. Because we had very interesting things happen in both of these rounds, the speed round and the betting round. First in the betting round, Dan Merle bids zero. Ben Bateman's spin spinner's choice gets some gets to pick the most obscure category on the on the board that he's studied and has now gotten three points, three to zero. And then in the speed round, Bateman blows him away, obliterates him. In fact, but who wins the match? It's Dan Merle. Dan Merle still wins the match because Dan Merle is notoriously not a good speed round player, but he's the GOAT. You're telling me the GOAT can be not good at that sort of round, but can still win as many titles as he won and be considered the greatest player of all time. Takes away a lot of how how really important is the speed round if Dan Merle isn't really good at it and doesn't even train to be better at it because he's just going to – I'm just going to be better in every other round, especially strategizing in the betting round where he bids zero. And that's what everyone was talking about afterwards was that that bidding zero, not the speed. And time. Oh, Nike. Sounds yeah. like you're arguing in favor of round five there at the end. <laughs> um, what's what's okay? What's kind of interesting to me is that you know bids. Uh, you actually mentioned several matches that mention that are in favor of the speed round, but also at the same time, arguably one of the best championship matches of all time was uh, the. A lot of people pretty say pretty darn say it's between Merle and Bateman. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, like I said, it's arguable. I have, a different, I have a different take on that match than most people do, but that's a subject that's for another time. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I had fair. a different takeaway from that whole match than what a lot of people took away from it. That's true. It's uh, you know, regardless, a championship match is a it's a battle between champions. <laughs> They're all they have to be you have to be amazing to get to that level, you know, and then no matter what they always deserve our respect. All right. Um and now you can go and vote right now. You heard the closing statements, so you can vote right now on Twitter. Uh thank you so much Jake for pulling that for us. Now you can let uh the you know, the arguments really marinate and wait until the end of all the arguments today, or you can vote right now while everything is still fresh for you. Or in favor of Bibbs or Belford, totally up to you. It's not uh, for Kelsey and I to decide, it's for you guys. So. And I will not be offended. <laughs> I will not be offended. I want everyone to know it's all good. Um, a lot of people are very that's it. I got it. I don't want to offend him. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Are asking, you know, can says, I want to hear Belfort Spanish. 
Uh, yo hablo en New Orleans. Yo puedo hablar sobre, sobre este tópico si quieres. Uh, yo listo para Dani Ramírez después de este uh, uh, hombre muy fabuloso aquí, pero yo listo para ganar todo. Just so casually whipping out those cool words. <laughs> it works really well when you appear as um, white as I do when you speak fluent Spanish. It's it's like a parlor trick. <laughs> Surprise! Sad, sadly, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a whole thing right there. Absolutely. Okay, so we are going to be going in to the second question. And this one right now, more than ever, a lot of uh, the faction standings are changing. Uh, they're changing quite a little bit between, you know, managers are definitely like showing their stuff as far as, you know, how great so many of these uh, rookie competitors and everything are. And uh, even with all the, I feel like we had 20 matches released this week. That changed, uh, you know, the standings quite a bit. So we're going to be diving into the second question. Kelsey, my love. Yes. You uh, do the honors and read the questions. I would be happy to. Question two. Which faction is most likely to have the most dramatic ranking change? Mm-hmm. Yes. We have several competitors, uh, managers, really, that are really hardcore investing in a few competitors. <laughs> so no pressure, Dungeon. Um, <laughs> 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 corruption um so <laughs> let's go on into it <laughs> okay we're gonna be starting with billy you was like you uh last time we started with a bib we're gonna be starting with you for this question you have one minute to make your opening statement are you ready i'm ready spiritually em mentally emotionally you ready um two of those three at least <laughs> well fingers crossed let's works out well all right <laughs> one minute starting now Okay, so for the to maximize the amount of points necessary to change your ranking, your to have a dramatic ranking, you really have to be invested into these these tournaments that are going on right now because Star Wars and IG are both worth more points than normal matches. So it's an opportunity to really put away a lot of points. And for me, the team that has its best teams best situated is Corruption. Corruption has Laura Kelly in the Star Wars tournament who just had a huge win, and then they have former IG champion Mike Kalinowski, and they have Chance Ellison in the IG tournament. Chance Ellison in his, in his only IG match did amazingly. I mean, he lost to the greatest IG player of all time, Brandon Hanna, in that five-way, but it was very close. <laughs> he scored more points than Sean Drew, the chosen one, so he set up very nicely to have a nice run in the IG tournament, and they could scoop up a lot of points, and that's really the name of the game because we don't really know what's going to happen second half of the season. These are guaranteed points that are you can, that are on the board you can take right now. Time. Ooh. Absolutely. I'm also a little distraught no one chose Dungeon. But... Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. That's cool, guys. That's cool. That's cool. All right. <laughs> uh, you also have one minute, Bibs, to let us know which faction is most likely had the most dramatic ranking change. All right. You also have one minute on the clock. Are you ready? I am as ready as I'm going to get. Fingers crossed. Let's see how this goes. One minute starting now. 
Okay, uh, you got to look at who has – you're looking at who has the most potential to go up in the rankings. I'm looking at who has the most potential to go down in the rankings. And although some of the highest-ranked factions are probably likely to stay up just because they've racked up so many points, the faction I'm looking at to go from the middle all the way down – and I'm sorry, I love almost everyone in here – but the usual suspects. The usual suspects was dealt a hard blow at the beginning of the year when they lost Drew McQueenie, and now they're – kind of flailing a little bit. They have people in the Inner Geekdom tournament who have never played Inner Geekdom before. You got Janine and Jen Kempe. They're going to be going up against Alex Damon, and I'm sorry, my own quirky Merc, John Humphrey, who I think is a demon at this, and he's going to be amazing. Uh, we've got... It seems unlikely that they're going to win more than one or two matches apiece, meaning everyone else is going to smoke them and get more points than the usual suspects. As for uh, the Star Wars tournament, I mean, look... I would lose any match against Molly Damon in Star Wars, but after this, okay. she's going to go up against... Uh... Whammy! Okay. Whoa! Oh, ding dong We have corruption versus the usual suspects, and one is arguing for a huge increase, and the other is arguing the favor of a huge decrease, and... Yeah. And, and I... Uh, yeah. How dare you at the same time? <laughs> um, I, 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 as a patron of critically acclaimed, I, I actually, you know, I, I love that one. I love you. I love Whitney. Uh -huh. At the same time, how dare you? <laughs> what a Look, you took the obvious one. I had to go with something else. <laughs> Welcome to round two, where that happens. Schmobates <laughs> 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 round two is most important. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, like you said, one in favor of the biggest uh, dramatic increase versus decrease. I'm excited to see how these are going to change, and I would be excited to hear specifics on where you think the points might wind up, specifically in the rankings as well. I would love to see you guys touch on that. Uh, Kelsey, is there anything about these particular arguments that really kind of calls out to you that you're excited to hear them argue? I'm just really excited by how different the approaches are. I was expecting both of them to be who gets the highest, so the fact that we are not only totally different factions, totally different strategies of where, where the yes. factions are going, I am mm -hmm. super excited for this round. This is going to be awesome. No pressure, y'all. No pressure at all. Tons of pressure. All the pressure. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we are going into our open debate. You guys have four minutes starting right now. Okay. The only here's thing about, the only thing about ah! um, the team that's in the middle, you have a team that's in the middle, and you're hoping that they're going to go to the bottom. Well, I don't that hope for happen. anything. I'm a nice guy. I'm just talking that, about the Well, odds. okay. You think that that might happen. Uh, okay. as a possibility. The only thing about that is it requires other teams to pass them as well. Otherwise, yeah, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the brackets and I think that's going to happen. I, I don't know if it's going to be that yeah. dramatic though. I think it's going to it's going to be a slow fall to the to the bottom. It's not going to be that, that dramatic. I, but hold I, on, I it doesn't matter how long it takes. Tournament. It doesn't have. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It just have to get down to the bottom by the end. And I it's think that's likely slow, to happen because the, the, the usual suspects. The usual suspects. You know, at the beginning of this season, we didn't realize how intense inner geekdom and Star Wars were going to be for everything. We thought we were going to have a typical season with a lot of singles and teams matches and the usual suspects double down on a lot of those players they do not have a lot of high-ranking inner geekdom players like people a lot of experience in inner geekdom they only have one great star wars player and 
we know that they're going up against Andrew DiMolanta, who just had the most perfect match in the history of the Schmodown. Literally, no one got a question wrong. It all boiled down to who got a question more right. This is a troubling time to be in the usual suspects. I'm not saying they can't pull it out, but if they could pull it out, it's because all of a sudden there's a cure for a virus and we can have teams tournament back again and we can bring in everybody uh, uh, for more singles matches on top of a tournament because, man, they have got all of their eggs in one basket. And frankly, I think that's true for corruption as well. And that's one of the problems. They've got a lot of their eggs in the baskets of Chance Ellison, who is a brilliant competitor, but has bad luck. And it's unfortunately, you just look that's at his stats. Sometimes he loses. The whole and- World. All we have to go on is precedent, and Mike Kalinowski might do thing. very well in inner geekdom. But the then thing about Chase that people don't realize is that he's bad in the studio. He's he's much better in live events than he is in the studio. And now he's not in either one. He's sitting at home where he was in the fan leagues and never lost a match sitting in his house because that's his comfort zone. He sits in his house. He's going to be in the IG tournament. He's going to go. He's going to he's going to probably upset Parker. People are going to lose their mind. Uh-huh. And then Mike Kalinowski is a tournament like. He just eats up tournaments, especially the IG tournament. And Rachel Cushing's not here to not to knock him off anymore. So he's probably gonna win the IG tournament. Corruption's good. Laura Kelly's winning the Star Wars tournament. That's over. It's done with. So at the end of this, it's gonna be a very so they, dramatic thing. Where you're, betting, you're betting that usual and suspects is gonna have like two more wins like, for the rest of the season. That's not great. And chance is going up against two absolutely fierce competitors right off the bat. And these are people who aren't resting on their laurels. They are absolutely trying to destroy Chance Ellison. And you have to. They're not gonna sleep on him. They've got here's the deal. Chance Ellison is the most you have to person for a to tournament win in Schmodown history. To get He's, corruption, you have to get two people. Luck. To, to get corruption and keep them down at the bottom of the rankings, you only have to get two people. That's the end of it. When it comes down to the usual suspects, they don't have enough heavy hitters outside of the yeah, uh, outside of the divisions, which aren't really playing a lot this season. Nobody's they're sitting in the middle really in trouble. at the end of it. Just like so, everybody. Let me just pause for a hot second. I do feel like you guys are making some amazing arguments, but because I feel like there's, there's a little bit more that I want, I want to hear you guys dive into. Um, I do want to give you guys like an extra minute. Um, Okay, so you guys are have argued specifically in in place of uh you know the where you guys are currently the factions and also the how, the likeliness of your current some of the individual current competitors uh, Belford with corruption focusing with uh, Lara and also Kalinowski but you know chances uh, you know in his comfort zone working at home but also the usual suspects you said uh, the usual suspects might have a guaranteed win like less than five wins for the rest of the entire season. Belford, I would like to hear you make some kind of response to that, um, honestly. Um, but also uh, I would love to hear uh, Bibbs. I, re- I want to hear some kind of like follow-up to how a corruption or m- how corruption might do in singles or teams as well. Mm-hmm. So Got I feel it. like you guys are kind of arguing like this, yeah. essentially. Okay. <laughs> so, Fair enough. This. yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> All right. Let's, I'm going to give you extra time, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's look at corruption here because, again, they got two top flight players. That's absolutely true. They have a lot of new blood. Even someone like Mark Hoyk, who we all know is very, very intelligent, he's new to the game. Elliot Dewberry has whipped out some good matches, but singles, he doesn't have a good record. And with teams, he's really, really hit or miss. This whole uh, uh, lineup that they've got is a whole bunch of question marks. And so they're resting all of their hopes on two people, one of whom has bad luck right now. That's just 
what we've got to work with. The usual suspects have a lot of people who are in the middle. I'm not actually, I think they're all good players. I think they all have potential to be great. I'm in a tricky situation because I know all these people and I love them to pieces. But uh, I, I honestly think that they have a better chance of doing well in a team's tournament, but we literally cannot do that. Andrew Guy isn't the top level singles competitor right now. I wouldn't underestimate him because he beat Dan Merle, but we've all seen him struggle against someone like Robert Meyer Burnett as well, where it was actually a close match. So I'm just saying they have a harder road ahead to earn the points that they need to not be in the middle or at the bottom. What you have is you're putting all of your eggs in in the basket of two players. That's the dramatic. The question is, which is the most dramatic and the most dramatic would be, Corruption, all the eggs in one basket coming together in a dramatic push to get to move up several spaces very quickly. That's dramatic. The this question is not what's most dramatic. The question is what's most likely. And I'm arguing a, that although that, that it would be dramatic. Most dramatic. That's dr- it would be dramatic, dramatic for the Finstock Exchange to lose to all of their points, but that's not going to happen. Suspects are just going to like slowly maybe fall to the bottom in the hopes that other teams somehow get wins as well that aren't very good either. They don't have a lot of them, right? All right. Oh, okay. oh, shoot. Oh, son of a bitch, guys. Language. <laughs> Language is what okay, you Okay, Captain America. Okay. 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 That's a compliment. I'll take that. <laughs> That's fair. That's He's fair. very buff. Um, okay. Which one? There's like shoot. four or okay. five of them. I'll, they're all buff. I'll take them all. <laughs> they are all buff. <laughs> <laughs> never a, like, slightly budgy Captain America. Who would be a much better it. representation of America? Thank you. But also the best uh, superhero, you know, of all time when it comes to the Avengers is Thor. Fire you know, oh, okay. like through his, through his redemption story, his personal redemption story, okay. physique and all. I am so excited for him. I I really I wasn't hope a kind fan of, of that. As a what? chubby man, I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah, I loved him fun. like that. I loved I loved, him. I love that he was allowed to be a badass without working out and like getting buffed. 100%. That, that saved it for mm-hmm. me a lot more than a lot of other, how a lot of other movies yeah. didn't have handled body issues. But it does bug me that they use it as a joke beforehand. I just thought that they, is a problem. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, so you're not perfect and I and, and unless you have the perfect body. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Shazam. Thanks a lot. Like I thought, really I thought Avengers, compared like, to Shazam, compared to Shazam, I thought. Avengers handled it slightly better, but I'll grant yeah. you they're both problematic. I, yeah. I would say I really love the. Uh, if we're going to be just bouncing off of that, I know it's not exactly focused on debate right now, but if we're going to be uh, talking about Thor all that much at all, I really loved how you know you can. It's his redemption story about how you know you can learn from your situation and you can be a man with, uh, or you can be a person with uh, suffering through PTSD or you know grief, regret, or whatever the situation is, and you can come back and feel worthy. And I'm so excited for that. And you don't have to be like where you once were physically or whatever it may be, but you know you feel it in your soul, and that Molnir comes to you. Oh, so good. It's magical. It's magical. So review of the war? I you know what? <laughs> You're not gonna review. Show us now. It's so good. It's so good. But also, you know, at the very end of the day, Bibbs has America's ass. You know what? Thank you for that. I love that. We also I think to America's ass. I, what? Uh, hold on, hold on. I actually what? I take this back. I have mixed feelings what? now. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm going to take got, that off then. Am I America's ass? No, 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 no. It's fine. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I, I, 
I, uh, you know, I clench. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to get my glutes. Um, I think we all do. I think we yeah. all do for sure. Okay. Now we are going to be diving into the closing statements. Both of you guys have made a fantastic arguments. I just really want to see you guys just really wrap it up really nicely. Uh, Belford, uh, you know, uh, it's like, I, I just really, cause I, um, I really want to hear you just really solidify your argument uh, in favor of corruption um, because uh, I, I feel like we didn't get a chance to really hear your side as much as I wanted to, but also Bibbs. Um, I, I just really want to hear your focus. I kind of want you also just to reaffirm everything, really wrap it up and like hyper focus, I guess, on, you know, how intensely uh, Sam Levine and low-key Rachel Cushing as his non-official advisor, you know, need to be unofficial advisor. Unofficial I, advisor. I love them to pieces. Do not make me put them on the spot. That's All fair. Right. Okay. Okay. All for right. Sam Levine, for Sam Levine. Okay. Um, I was like, for St. Levine, how much pressure, like just how intensely good does, uh, does this team, potential team, have to be walking into the team's tournament whenever that will be? So, all right, let's go ahead and reaffirm it. Kelsey, do you have any final thoughts you would like for them to address? Uh, I think you covered it really well. I'm just excited to hear the final thoughts because this one, I have to admit, I am so torn because it's just such a different strategy from each other. I have almost I have very similar feelings about both. Like I see both happening. So it's just which one is the most likely is where mm -hmm. I want to. Where who's going to tie it up in a nice little bow. And I like how you guys have both have like the same body language going on right now. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to be going into our closing statements for the second question. We'll be starting with Belford. Are you ready, my dude? I'm ready. All right, you have one minute on the clock starting right Okay, so the likelihood of uh, the most dramatic ranking change is going to be corruption because Laura Kelly's going to go far in the Star Wars tournament. Kalinowski's going far in the IG tournament. Chance Ellison is also going to go far in the IG tournament. I've, I have all the faith in the world in him in his comfort zone at home, answering questions. You know, he's done well in his only IG appearance. Uh, and also, I don't. It's not relying on uh, lower teams to impact how I do. Uh, you know, the usual suspects could lose every single game for the match for the rest of the year and could still end up basically in the same spot that they are now because you're relying on. Outside of corruption, really kind of like some mismatched teams at the bottom of the, the at the bottom of the standings. They might not get any wins either. Also, you have Janine. I, I have faith in Janine getting wins. Um, Andrew Guy is going to get some wins somewhere along the line, probably maybe in like the first round of a singles tournament. And, uh, you know, Sam Levine, if he gets uh, the competitive bug too much, he's just going to come out of retirement and try to win the singles tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I, uh, I, I acquiesce for the rest of my time. <laughs> I would love that if he came back. Oh, well, dropping that nugget at the end there. <laughs> if Sam Levine just like popped in and he was like, "Hey, Drew, screw it. I want to be. I want to be your manager and I want to be your teammate. Let's do it." I would be so excited. Oh my gosh, can we finally get the manager competitor combo? I know it's not going to happen. I know Christian has said numerous times it's not going to happen, but still, what if? What if? Yes. All right. Over to Bibbs. You also have one minute on the clock to argue 
how the usual suspects are going to have the most dramating, dramating, that's not a dramatic rate, dramating, that's totally a word, guys, like, yeah, (laughs) dramatic ranking change for the worse. You have one minute on the clock. Kelsey, you ready? I'm ready. Starting now. Okay, my opponent just said that the usual suspects could lose all of their matches for the rest of the season and stay the same. No, they can't. That would actually move them dramatically down the rankings because other people are going to get up wins and they're going to get a lot of points and that will dramatically move them downward. And also, all of his, a lot of his kind of arguments are they're going to go far. They, there's nothing to argue there. That's just fandom. That's just hoping for the best. We all hope for the best. I'd love it if every match ended in a tie. That would be great. But we have to go with what is likely to happen. And the simple fact is, although maybe they'll do well in the Star Wars tournament, man, that's a short tournament. That's only a couple of wins. They are not situated well for the Intergeekdom tournament. They did not plan to work heavily in IG and Star Wars throughout the whole season because no one knew that's where it was going to land. So they're in a position where they have a lot of people who are either going to have to work outside the wheelhouse and hope for the best and probably not make it because there are a lot of super intense IG players that they're going to be playing against and then maybe hope there's a cure for a virus and then they can make it up in teams. No, I think Usual Suspects is going downward. Time. I oh. love you, usual suspects. I love everyone <laughs> in the usual suspects. Every single one of them. Right are nice people. I am so sorry I had to do this. All this the- is the way the game is played. Sam, I love you. Rachel, I love you. I, you were great managers. Everyone is doing great over there. I hope you all win all your matches. I, As the I, person in charge I mean, of C2A clip, that's so getting cool. clipped right out for the. <laughs> I, okay, I'm not going to lie. I do want to reaffirm because I know sometimes, especially when it comes to baiting, um, we are, this is every, all the examples and everything, all the hypotheticals and everything that are mentioned today, you know, they are spe- exclusively for these arguments. We're not actually yeah. saying this person is going to do horribly these or whatever. I would ever you know. make in a real life capacity. It's only for this game. I just yes. want to make that clear. I love everyone involved and it's weird to be put in this situation. <laughs> what if, uh, you know, if, if you're not being put in a weird situation, is this Schmo Bates at all? No, I don't think <laughs> I so. I guess not. No, I mean, you're, you're yeah. already, it's already weird with the name. That's true. It, it, yeah. It is kind of, very. Kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. you know things happen what can i say all right you know it's a crazy crazy world of us schmo baits and schmo down out there okay on to our third question this one i'm super excited about because i watched some ensemble films for the first time incredibly recently i watched uh west side story i uh just earlier this week for the first time and also another robert weiss directed film sound of music uh both led by a two musical gorgeous ladies named maria which is really interesting to see as well that is a late motif yeah interesting maria seems like a seems like a very popular name amongst uh in musicals for sure but the point is, ensembles and movies is a pretty big thing. And so my thought process was, what if it translated to Schmodown overall and factions in particular? Specifically, Kelsey, please read the question. Yes, I'm so excited for this one. Question three. What movie ensemble would make the best Schmodown faction? Characters, not actors. 
I wanted to specify that as well, just because, you know, um, if we're talking about like Inglorious Bastards, we're not talking about <laughs> all the actors involved yeah. with that. I just wanted we to clarify. Well. We we're not, we're not talking well about regardless. Brad Pitt and Eli Roth and yeah, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about the characters. We're talking about Aldo Rain, Hans Landa, or whatever the arguments are. That would be terrible. Now, We'd only know movies going up to like 1945. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm glad. You it's funny you say that because I, I was thinking of one ensemble <laughs> cast, and that's that's why I didn't pick them because I was like, wait, they they're not modern. They wouldn't be modern. <laughs> yeah, and that would be that's a great argument. If no one picked it, that would be a solid argument. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, but the point is, some of our favorite movies of all time incorporate huge, uh, huge ensemble cast, uh, ensemble characters that are awesome in every single way. And so I'm excited to see what these choices are. Um, we have for the third and final question, we're we'll using this coin. Um, before, this is the Action Army coin. If you're a patron of the Action Army to a certain uh, tier, you may have the option of potentially getting this coin. And it's a really wonderful, beautiful coin. Now, uh, we did, before we started recording, snarf. Um, we decided that Bibbs is going to be going in on the boom side, but also alternative. Belford chose the fifth. The AMA fifth anniversary side. If you can't see that, there we go. So fancy. So fancy. All right. So let me go ahead and flip this very weighty coin. If I can get that set in there. All right. Oh, wait. That was a really bad flip. Sorry. It is in favor of the boom. Ah. So, my man Bibbs, would you like to go first? Or defer in your uh, opinion. I'll go first. You would like to go, go first? Yeah. Perfect. Kelsey, are you ready on the clock? I am still ready. All right, fantastic. Now, I do know that we do have some extra time on our hands. So I am going to give you an extra, I'll give you an extra minute and 30 seconds. So it'll be like one minute and 30 seconds total, not like no. two and a half minutes. So that was my bad. I misspoke that. So you have one minute and 30 seconds for your opening statement. Hold on. Okay, ready. <laughs> All right, you have 90 seconds starting right now. Okay, what movie ensemble would make the best Schmodown faction? There's a lot of different factors you have to consider. A, are they? do they know their movies? Well, the people I picked know their movies. They've been making movies. They know people in the industry and have for decades. They have firsthand experience beyond anything anyone in the Schmodown can handle. Are they theatrical? Yes, they put on shows all the time for a living, best-selling blockbuster shows. Everyone loves them. No one has ever said a bad word about their entertainment value. And will they attract people to the Schmodown? You bet they will. They are... The Muppets. <laughs> I yield the rest of my time because they're the Muppets. <laughs> well, well, that extra 30, like 30 seconds, well, it was useless, but I am so excited to hear more about the Muppets. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Oh. I don't want to cry today, but I just might. <laughs> Oh, sweet baby Jesus. All right, Belford. <laughs> Can you top it? Let's hear it. Ensemble to movie ensemble to make the best Schmodown faction. What is your answer? You had 90 seconds as well. Kelsey, you ready? I'm ready. Starting now. Okay, so again, the, the importance of the Schmodown and things that are important in building a Schmodown faction. First and foremost is your ability to answer questions about things. 
specifically movies. That's very important. That's basically the basis of the Schmodown. If you can't answer questions, you don't last long in the Schmodown. Uh, also, the ability to talk trash. That's another big part of the Schmodown. People love good trash talkers. Trash talkers stick around. And so I chose for my uh, movie ensemble the cast of High Fidelity, uh, Rob, uh, Barry, and uh, John from High Fidelity. They, they, own, they work in and own the record store. Uh, you know they're going to get the uh, move, the uh, scores and soundtrack category on lockdown because they know everything about movie uh, music. And then also they can transition into knowledge about movies. If you have knowledge about one thing, you know everything about one thing, it helps to be able it helps you be able to learn things about other things. Your ability to learn one thing it does transition into something else. At the same time, they also recall things. That's one thing that people don't forget about in the Schmodown. It's not just what you know. It's your ability to recall it. There is, there is a slew of people that have come to the Schmodown who everyone says is, oh, my gosh, this person's going to kill because they know everything about movies and they can't recall anything when it comes to answering the questions. That's all this movie. these people do in this movie is recall random things, random music knowledge. It could be movie knowledge as well. Hi. Definitely for the soundtrack. Okay, so what I'm hearing, Bibbs choosing the Muppets, you're going with focusing on how these Muppets have more firsthand experience within the film industry and working with various film professionals and movie stars and everything. But also, Belford is focusing on the knowledge aspect of it. It's easily transferable knowledge, the ability to recall uh, information on, an, on a moment's notice. Obviously, it's required <laughs> it's very necessary in uh in schmodown overall um i am kind of curious as well is uh uh, uh bibs now the muppets is a very big cat like group of muppets essentially yeah. there's a lot of them i am uh as i because belford uh did mention the three uh characters in particular he would go with i am curious to see what specific um you know muppets that you would choose in particular to go into the faction you know hypothetically who would be the manager yeah. you know um you know what leagues they would be playing in as well all right kelsey what do you think of these picks i love these picks so much once again you guys you couldn't have picked more opposite like ways of going about this question. <laughs> I and love, I love it. that so much. <laughs> and the chat is enjoying the choices. They have their own things they're saying in there. It's, they're having fun with it. I am so excited to hear the, the debate round because this is going to be interesting for sure. I, I do think, you know, in spite of this being potentially one of my favorite debates of all time coming up, um, I have to say Peggy might be winning with her suggestion. Couples match between Spike and Shannon and Kermie and Miss Piggy. I paid oh, hard cash for that match. I have to say, I I would totally be into that. Um, <laughs> um, and also Ryan says, just think of Hannah like Gonzo, ignored by everyone. <laughs> how do you, asking for a friend, how do you block someone in our chat? <laughs> I can't do that. I I'm definitely can't. My friend Brandon Hannah. That's what I'm asking for. Where uh, he's not even in the chat. Yeah. Is he? Is he maybe not? Uh, but that person uh. who is speaking ill of him is in the chat. Ban them. Everyone's speaking ill of him because there's nothing Hannah to can <laughs> can eat it, okay? Yeah. Okay, but anyway, okay, regardless, <laughs> I'm gonna say, oh my gosh, but Dean says, now I gotta root against the Muppets since Hannah's part of them now? No, no he's not affiliated with us. How would you know? That is not official. Is Hannah made of felt? No. <laughs> Possibly. How do you know? 
Have you I, I've, I've shaken the man's hand. He's 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 very uh, uh, fleshy. Uh, <laughs> um, but also, I think Cam. Okay, Cam Chat has mentioned. I think would be a actually really solid argument. It's a cast of clerks would be a really great suggestion. So great choice well, right there. Definitely, girl. They can pick that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. Um, but also at the same time, Hannah sucks, even though he's good at impressions, I guess. <laughs> All right. Okay. We are going to be what going. I might have to leave if this, if this ill speaking of Hannah continues. I will not. I like, I like <laughs> Hannah a lot. He's just not affiliated with us. He started it. So it's fine. Of course. All right. You guys, I'll, I'll give you guys five minutes instead of four minutes. Okay. This is our last one of the debate today. All right. You guys have five minutes to make your arguments in favor of either high fidelity or the Muppets. Five minutes starting right now. Okay. To answer your question, who was in the faction? Obviously, you got Miss Piggy. She'll kick the crap out of anybody if they start losing. Yeah. You got Fozzie, who will be the funniest smack talker we've ever had. You got Statler and Waldorf, who will be the best right. smack talker. They have been talking no, smack for decades. You've got Gonzo and Rizzo, who have actually experienced being godlike, omniscient beings it's in the Muppet Christmas Carol. They know everything. Okay, you got Hudson Beaker and, and uh, Presser, but Honeydew and Beaker, who are at, who are scientists. They know all the information because let me tell you something. If you think that knowing a lot about music guarantees that you know a lot about movies, wait until you are a nuclear physicist. You have got you have got Scooter giving TED talks. Try to get smarter than that. Okay, Scooter gives TED talks. That is the end all be all of that. It's and not, here's the other it's problem: not the knowledge, it's the recall. The Muppets have not proven that they can recall. I don't know anything. They, they keep losing okay. things. Every, every high fidelity has high fidelity. Okay. They always win in the end, which means they're going to win at spectacular. They always win at the end, which means they're going to win everything at spectacular. And if we're going off of precedent, when have the people in high fidelity shown that they know anything about movies? When have the people uh, in high fidelity shown that they know anything about movies? Scores and soundtracks. Scores and soundtracks is one category. You, one category. you cannot win a slowdown with one category. You cannot win a slowdown with one category. They don't make movies. They know literally everybody in the industry. Director, for God's sake. And let me tell you something. When you talk about what's the best faction, it's not exclusively about who's going to win. Like Wildberries wild are one of the best teams in Modern history. Prove it. The Wildberries are one of the best teams in Modern history. The Wildberries are one of the best teams in Modern history. The Wildberries are one of the best teams in Modern history, even though they don't necessarily win all the time. That is the Muppets for you because it goes beyond will they win. It is possible to win and not be popular. The Muppets are go beyond. The Muppets will go beyond. The Muppets will go. Yes, it is. If they're the Muppets, the Muppets will attract more people to the Schmodown than we've ever before. We've ever had a million likes on a video. The Muppets will get us there. A couple of music nerds from a store that's failing in downtown LA do not. We've had celebrities before and then get a million likes. Muppets? Who cares about the Muppets? We're talking about Who cares about the Muppets. Disney cares about the Muppets. They spent a fortune on the Muppets. Oh, wow. Because the Muppets made millions of dollars every single time they got out of the Muppets make millions of dollars every single time they Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I do want to pause for a hot second. I made more money, high fidelity. Okay, pause for a hot second. Okay, now it sounds like there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of feelings, and I'm so excited for this. A lot of energy. So many feelings. I know that's like my catchphrase. So many feelings, guys. So many feelings. My emotions. My emotions. Um, it sounds like Belford is arguing. Okay, so here layering a lot as far as uh, using 
the transferable knowledge. I, I haven't really heard you make specific arguments uh, going into that aside from, um, you know, that any, any of that transferable knowledge for the music and soundtracks. Outside of that, I would kind of curious to see how that would, uh, how that would work. But also with the Muppets, I want to hear from, uh, because I didn't really hear a solid follow-up from you um, on how, because he kept bringing up, you know, they're proven throughout a lot, most of the movies that they're proven to be very forgetful, like all the time. Like how effective is that going to be within Schmodown? Um, but also at the same time, you did mention that, you know, it's a mu if it, they're involved, they're going to win inevitably. And so yeah. I kind of want you to expand on that a little bit. Like we can't just assume because our Muppets are going to win. You know, we need something a little more than that. We want to hear just how skilled are they, uh, you know, as far as like when it comes to movie and entertainment. Okay. All right. Okay. Going back into it. Yes. I just wanted to hear because uh, you guys were talking over each other a little bit. Uh, go yeah. ahead. No, okay. okay, you got to realize we're talking about the characters in the movie. We're not talking about a specific version of the Muppets. The Muppets break the fourth wall. The Muppets are all-knowing. The Muppets have actually – look at Gonzo and Rizzo in The Christmas Carol. They are literally omniscient. We are talking about godlike beings who can know what they need to know when the time is right to know it. And on top of it, I'm telling you, man, if they forget Cameron Diaz was in, I don't know, Bad Teacher or whatever, they bring out Cameron Diaz. And like, hey, Cameron, were you in that? Yes, done. Boom. Muppets. Muppets for the win. Muppets all the time. What are we doing? Muppets everywhere. Arguments? What are we doing here? I'm just talking, man. You can talk. You can oh, talk. It's it? all good. Yeah. What is going talk. on here? We're just, we're just arguing more. Oh, okay. I was confused. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I was making my point. I was answering their question, which is yes. on top of the fact that the yeah, one ran. I'm pretty sure that omniscience is bannable in the Schmodown. Um, let's. That is, <laughs> I have read the rules. That is not in there. <laughs> I have read sure the rules. Omniscient into the Schmodown because that defeats the purpose of the Schmodown. If you're no, omniscient. no, no, because you said that they're forgetful. They'll, they'll make it interesting. They might even lose some to, but they'll pull it out at the end. Anything else? I was trying to think of the movie where they recall stuff. Clerks was off my radar, but I got to high fidelity. Uh -huh. They do recall, and they talk a lot of smack. And the Muppets aren't talking any smack unless. Stellar and Waldorf invented smack. Stellar and Waldorf are literally the only reason they exist is to talk smack. They're social distancing. Which means they know more information. You have guys who are in their 40s. You have guys who are in their 40s and have learned nothing but music that entire time. The Muppets have been learning nothing but cinema for the last. 50 years. For the last 50 years, they've learned, they've been in the entertainment industry learning everything they can. Your guys have been stuck in their apartment listening to the same record over and over. Half of them can't speak It's not about the beta band. That's not the half that's not the half that's on my faction. That's not the half that's on my faction. The half that's on my faction. Screams and yells and stuff. Yeah, and she's the damn star who hosted her own talk show. She knows all of these people back and forth. They are professionals. They are professionals. Oh they will take it seriously, and they will be hilarious in the process. And yeah, they're going to win some matches. And beyond that, it goes beyond that. They're going to draw attention to the showdown at that point. Are they? Yes. That was the box office last time. Okay. It did great. Did it? Yeah. Um, I think we need to do a quick yoga session, do some meditation. 
this yogurt? is breathing. Yogurt? Yeah, yogurt session. Uh, yeah. All right, that's like an Egyptian, bag. maybe. Yeah, okay. I like berry. Is there mixed berry an option? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, okay. There is a lot going on there. I'm just gonna move over to the chats real quickly. I, uh, while I attempt to collect my thoughts, um, <laughs> uh, Miss Movie says there are so many loud voices. <laughs> <laughs> loud voices. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, Cam Chats, I, I'm Belford Avenue at this point. Av, yeah. Um, but you know, reaffirming the loud noises uh, as well. Okay. So, but our Robert Adams, if you can understand the Muppets, it's because they do not speak English, then learn Swedish. That's a good point. We want an international audience. Interesting. I don't understand Very interesting. Either, though, so it's fine from mm -hmm. Robert Adams. Yes. Uh, we also have uh, several other uh, several other people, you know, mentioning, um, you know, right away, you know, Peggy saying, "Hey, Bibbs won the moment. Uh, won the moment." She said, "The Muppets just concede." There's you know, a reason I yielded my time. I don't think she understands what Schmobates mm -hmm. is. Now, I do want to reaffirm that I don't want you to vote specifically because you think one person here is cooler than the other because oh, you I'm like one person. Cool. No, because if you're part of the action army and you're like Belford is the most iconic human being of all time, he is going to be ascended into Schmodown heaven or to Bibbs as well. I am obsessed with, uh, you know, Quay John Drew and everything he's doing over with the Corky Mercs. Uh, you know, don't vote for Bibbs just because of their awesome people and, every, and all the awesome things they're doing. Vote for them because of their arguments, okay? So we want to focus exclusively on the arguments and how well they did, uh, and also counter arguments as well. Um, now, Ryan is also had a made a suggestion as well. I have uh, the winning answer, the cast of The Matrix. Just download everything into their noggins, into their there you go. That would have been so, a good idea, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that would be, actually, that, that would, would be been pretty, a good idea. That would have been yes. good. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, no, but... I would have gone with the Muppets anyway. It's <laughs> a great one. It really is. Okay, now uh, we. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, like I mentioned, uh, Jake is going to be posting the votes here in just a few moments. But we do have uh, for our closing statements as well. Each of these competitors have one minute to make their closing statements. And Bibbs, uh, the coin did toss in your favor, so you are going to go first for this one, for the closing statement. Now you have one minute to really wrap it up and argue in favor of yours. I am kind of curious to hear, uh, like you mentioned about the actual skill set a little bit more, the the really tangible skill set that they have in order to really be successful in Schmodown especially. Um, so let's hear it. You have one minute on the clock starting right now. Okay, so the Muppets, A, they bring a lot of star power. I've already said that, but they also bring a lot of knowledge. Not only have they worked with various people from Star Wars, not only have they done Star Wars parodies, Gonzo is literally from space. It doesn't get more inner geekdom than that. They're going to do really, really great at that. For Smack Talk, Statler and Waldorf have got that covered. Boom, you're done. Awesome. Pepe the Prawn would be a great manager. It allows Kermit and Miss Piggy to play together, and that's going to be a huge draw as well. The other thing that I think we're not talking about is – you're asking me, hey, who's going to be on uh, the, the the Muppets roster? I've got so many people, I, I could fill it over a dozen times. He's got three. Three people on a Schmodown roster. That is three people on a Schmodown roster. That is it. I have got so many Muppets, I don't even know what to do with them. I'm going to bring them all in for music numbers every single time they enter the stage. It's going to be glorious. The, the Muppets. 
they're the Muppets. The Muppets. The Muppets. The Muppets. The Muppets. The Muppets. I had no idea how much I needed that in that moment. (laughs) That was wonderful. Okay, now over to you, Belford. High Fidelity is a movie about uh, about uh, knowledge snobs. They are hipster music snobs, and they know everything when it comes to music. And I really want to hear. I am really curious to hear. Like you said, uh, you know, having uh, like you said, you know, he's able to kind of fill his roster like pretty efficiently. But you have three solid human competitors that are really quick to do a lot of things, uh, arguably much more efficiently when it comes to Schmodown. So I'm really curious to see, hear your arguments as well. Now you have one minute on the clock to argue in favor of high fidelity. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right, starting right now. So uh, in this this season of the Schmodown has taught us that you really don't need more than maybe three or four competitors on your faction, and you could be in first place. Because outside of the Barbarians win, which is very impressive, they'd still be in first place, and that's four. Not, I mean, yeah, okay, so it's one more than three. You got three of the best, you can be in the top. You can be number one. You can win the Schmodown. Meanwhile, the uh, the, the Wildberries and Felt uh, can run around and, you know, do their thing and yell around and scream. And get, I, I don't know if they drink or not. Maybe they do. Maybe they enjoy a nice Chardonnay. But they're not winning anything. They barely, you can't understand half of them. Half of them fly off the handle at a moment's notice from just call, you know, I'm just going to eat bacon as I walk into the studio, and that's going to end that that uh, challenge. Um, and, you know, it's the ability to recall. That's the thing. And also, outside of the two old guys, none of them talk smack. I like more smack talk. That's what the three guys from High Fidelity do is they talk smack the whole time while answering questions about trivia. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Wildberries in in felt is a is a is a saying I need in my life, and I also need that on a shirt for the next Schmodown live event. That needs to happen. Style, that's like, 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 I don't know. That's not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, okay, I'm not gonna lie. Make people into Muppets on the Muppet Show. Can you imagine Makuga as a Muppet? That sounds amazing. I think Makuga is a Muppet. Yeah, I need <laughs> Makuga, and I also need the Muppet version of um, Mark Ellis. That would be yes, Ellis would be a good one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Would Would Ellis be just an actual giant carrot, or would he be like a, like a human? That would be version? hilarious. Like, like an actual felt version of himself, like Jim Parsons. This, and, needs uh, be, this, this needs to be a Schmobe question in the future. Which Schmodown competitor would make the best Muppet? Noted. <laughs> Yeah. What? Don't give it to me. Mobile. Give it to someone else. Mix it up. But yeah. I'll have you want to be the judge for that. Oh, one. that's fun. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, something I'll you brought up, Belford, that Danielle. I. I'm sorry. I said what? it could be next week when I play Danielle. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see. Now, um, I, something I was kind of curious. I actually thought you made an excellent point. Uh, now more than ever, you know, like you said, you know, a great faction doesn't always need more players. If you have a core few, you can still succeed, you know, emphasizing, you know, the Finstock Exchange, with which is an excellent example, you know, um, 
I'm with the, the, a rule that the says you have to have a minimum number of players, though. I actually don't remember that. But I that like wasn't should, mentioned. I mean, everyone's got 10 now. I think it's encouraged. So I'm not sure if it's encouraged or actually. You have to have at least eight, I think, after the after. Well, there's my argument right there. Yeah. Well, we well too bad it wasn't mentioned during the argument. And throw them in the faction and fill out the roster. We'll be on auto draft after the first three rounds. Panda also <laughs> suggests the movie guys would be great Muppets. Oh, my God. Absolutely. They'd be They have, like, beer hats. That'd be great. I could they totally picture Roka as a Muppet. 100%. Like... Old like <laughs> old man Roka trying to be a Muppet. I, can I feel totally like he'd be a Muppet that. villain. Like he would come exactly. like somebody Sam coming with the big <laughs> like, hat. Like the Chris you know? Cooper like, yeah. version. Yeah. Remember? Like yeah. in that <laughs> when he raps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay. Oh my God, um, I want to see a rap. Oh. <laughs> Give a rap. I want to see him rap. I don't know. Right we can, he, uh, we can Make that out. happen. No, that is, no, that is entrance of the year it. right there. If he, he has, has a raps, that is entrance of the year in a bag. It's done. He has, Tie it all up. He Roka has a uh, Disney song to uh, karaoke. We had enough problems with, with Atlanta and then various names for that city that were used. Okay. Let's not wade into those waters with Roka rapping. Okay. <laughs> There's, I honestly think he could succeed. Also, I know for a fact that he would... Uh, he would love the idea of being turned into a Muppet. I oh, mean, like, who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, I would love to turn into a Muppet. That would be um, a dream. I interviewed Kermit once. It was, it was, that was a dream come true. I would cry. Yeah. It was. Cool. I got to ask him. I got to ask him a question that had been bugging me my whole life, um, <laughs> which was, when Jason took Manhattan, did he have to take it from the Muppets? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually phrase it like that. I asked, like, are you ever going to take Manhattan back from Jason Voorhees? And Kermit said he can keep it. And I thought that was a smart play. Now, I do want to mention, guys, that you can vote uh, right now on Twitter. Um, or let's see if I can pull it up. Yeah, right here on Twitter to determine who is going to be our winner. Now, you guys have uh, 10 minutes to let us know where you're at. Uh, it's actually, I think it technically now it's been a few minutes. Actually, probably another six minutes. Okay. I'm just going to play Candy Crush. So. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So in the meantime, um, we do have Streamlabs open. If you have any questions or what do you think, uh, competitor to the Schmodown or whoever may be personality-wise, that you would love to see as Muppets. So I'm kind of curious as well. Um, uh, the link is in the description box uh, right here. Streamlabs.com uh, slash call the action podcast. So that'd be pretty darn cool if you uh, – Ethan Irwin would be a great Muppet. Yeah, he would. I'm oh, telling you, man, they'd cool. all be great Muppets. Janine would make a great Muppet. Sam would make a great Muppet. Oh my gosh. Great I don't think Bateman would make a great Muppet. Like, there's. Uh, are you kidding? He would be the best he's Muppet. He's like the like the the like bad boyfriend of the of the love interest of the main character. Can we can can we encourage like some enterprising young Schmodown artist? And I don't want you to do this for free if you if you can't afford to, and it's a time consuming thing. But I would love to see Muppet versions of the whole Schmodown crew. Like, can you imagine so that cool. as a shirt? That I would, would be buy the that shirt. Thing. Who would buy that shirt? I'd buy that shirt. That'd be the coolest thing ever. But seriously, don't go out of your way. I don't want anyone working for, for free. I don't have to. But yeah, that would be I the coolest thing. I want that right now. Yeah. 
DM everyone to get a shirt with them as a Muppet on it. That'd be cool. Oh, Dan Merle Muppet. Um, yes, just comes yes. I want to be yeah. Dr. Keith. Flannel on film. EY Geekness says Ben Bateman is Sam the Eagle. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Who is Who Sam I? the Eagle? I can't remember. I mean, he's, the big, he's the big blue eagle. Once it comes out, <gasps> it says, you're all weird. Oh. No, he, he reminds me of Merle, if anything. Let me ask you a question. I'm curious. Oh, yeah. I, I've always wanted to be a Gonzo, but I feel like I'm more likely a Fozzie or an animal. Who do you think I am if, as a Muppet? Mm. Um, and, which one's Fozzie? I can't remember. Bear with the hat, it makes waka, a bad waka, joke. Fozzie. Yeah, I can live with that. That's I love Fozzie. I love Fozzie too. But yeah, Fozzie's well, the waka 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 of the Schmodown. It kind of is. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think love you're right. Fozzie. Fozzie is also like a one. I think he's like also the heart of the Muppets. Oh, well, I think I'm he better. is. Like in many ways, like, he is. Yeah. He yeah. is. He totally is. You know, well, he's everyone. The, he's you the know, spirit of vaudeville. You know, like this old-fashioned kind of entertainment that the Muppets have been keeping alive, even though in many ways it's kind of dead. Otherwise, like he's the spirit of that. So I think, yeah, he's oh. he's hard. Uh, nerds in suits it actually responded. Uh, I think nerds in suits, as in Ben Bateman himself. Ben Bateman. I need a yeah. Belford T-shirt. This guy is a legend. I would wear um, that shirt. I was wearing- <laughs> I was wearing my Ben Bateman t-shirt earlier with his face on it, but uh nice. <laughs> but I was also a guy, very legendary shirt. I can easily see everyone within Schmodown as a Muppet. And then it would be every, the entire conversation would be, Am I a man or am I oh. a Muppet? Am I right a now, Brett, Brett would be a great Muppet. He would be a fantastic. Flirt and Flouse is a Muppet. <laughs> So good. Oh my gosh, Ben, can you sing that song on your thing on your show? Yes. Oh my gosh. Do, do you have okay, uh, Bibs, do you uh do you watch Nerds and sh- uh Nerds and sh- Suits? Oh my um God. I, I try to watch a little bit of everyone's shows, but everyone has so many shows I don't have time to watch literally everything. That's Plus I'm totally making fair. like twelve podcasts a week. So I'm, I'm doing this again. And I'm very, like very true. I'm, there is I'm a- disappointed. I'm disappointed that there aren't more suits. I feel yeah. like you should be required to wear a suit to be on that show. But that's my only Absolutely. criticism. Otherwise, it's wonderful. There's a lot of suits. There's a lot of nerds. That's absolutely true. Um, he has one show in particular on his uh, Ben's channel where he actually sings uh, famous uh, songs from movies. And he really kind of dives into why that scene in particular is important. So he's talked about, uh, he's actually saying, uh, I want to grow old with you from The Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's done a few other songs, uh, but they're, they're really fun and really cool to do. But I would I've love done to cats yet. Sorry, which one? Has he, has he done cats yet? Have you? I don't think yeah, so. You should do no. cats, Ben. I want an entire <laughs> month that's just failed movie musicals. I want cats, and I want Xanadu. Okay? Oh, God. I want Can't Stop the Music. And I Rock want of the Ages? Apple. Rock of Ages is, well, oh, Rock of Ages is actually good songs when they're outside of Rock of Ages. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about, like, the embarrassing song. song from a scene. Thank you, Lucas. Famous movies. Yeah. The song from a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I also do want to know specifically um, is is Xanadu the last actual like role of Gene Kelly? Yes, that oh, was his that was his send off. And you know what? He's good in it. Like it's not it's it's a, not a good movie. Mm-hmm. But the, first off, I will say this: the soundtrack slaps. The soundtrack on its own is a good album. 
it's, so it's, it slaps. It's if one were to slap, it would it would do the slapping. But like, so it's not like uh, Orson yeah. Welles and Transformers. It's not quite that embarrassing because on yeah. top of that being a movie, which is I know a lot of kids like it, but it's just chaos. Like you could put mm. anyone in that role and it wouldn't have mattered. He did that oh, yeah. just for money. He just did that in order to get some of his independent features finances. Gene Kelly is actually acting in Xanadu, and he's very sweet in it. So mm. it's it's not as bad as people give it credit for, but it's kind of it's kind of dull. And it doesn't work, and the music's better than the film. However, uh, Xanadu that Xanadu came out the first year of the Razzie Awards, and it lost the Razzie Award for Worst Picture to mm-hmm. another disco musical called Can't Stop the Music, which was all about the formation of the village people. And let me tell you something. That movie is hilarious, and actually kind of on its own terms. Like, it's really fun. So and do, if you want to see a good, of, bad movie, it's really, really entertaining. And do the do members of the village people do they actually like it? I don't actually know if they like it, but they were in it. Oh, that's fair. So that's like fair. so, but there's a ton of really fabulous musical numbers. They were released it, it at least. Yeah, they right? released it. There was uh, anyway. It's it's a hoot. It's a fun watch. It is more fun to watch Can't Stop the Music than it is to watch Xanadu. But Xanadu has a better soundtrack. Oh. That's probably uh, definitely a really great conversation of bad musicals, great songs. Yeah. Um, when it comes Part to it. You yeah. actually, yeah. Um, okay, so we did have another one, Trash Panda. He mentioned Brendan Meyer would be a fantastic new Muppet. Walter yeah. from 2011 film. Yeah. Yes, he would. He'd be wonderful. Mm-hmm. That kid's yeah. the best. He's so cool. Yeah. I, I miss yeah. him. He, he's I haven't seen him since the quarantine started. I miss him so much. Right. He, uh, he, uh, he was like, I, we had him on, he was on Schmobates actually just a few that. weeks ago. And he was, he's just so much fun. He's so he's, delightful. He's I great. love the dude for sure. Okay. I am in the middle of getting the info and everything from Jake. So I'm excited to see. Give me a hot minute. Well, you rely on the guy from Alabama for math. Fair <laughs> enough. He, he copied Ouch. and pasted. How dare you? How dare you? Take, take that, <laughs> Alabama. What is that? <laughs> I, I grew up there, so. <laughs> okay, you're allowed. That's fine. <laughs> it's not our strong suit. We don't need to explain it. But we're bragging about our math skills. <laughs> is math skills like something to like really intensely like argue? Like brag about? In, like, in Alabama, no. In, yeah. in Massachusetts, probably. Okay. That's like a math yes. school. Oh, it's kind of rough. We have our winner. Oh. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I love hanging out with you guys today, but unfortunately, one of you guys are going to have to leave. And uh, one of you guys is going to be moving on to the next round with bragging rights. It's going to be going up against Danielle Ramirez here oh. in the next few weeks. For question number one, in a championship match, which is which round is the most important? With 74% of the vote in favor of the speed round with Bibbs. Yay! Yay! Speed round. Let's speed round. However, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, when I played a match against Mark Andreco, he smoked me the entire speed round, and I still won the match. <laughs> so you, you, had a good argument. you had a good argument. But betting round also can be unimportant as well. So yeah, wh- whatever. It was a tough. It was a tough one, and we. I think both of those were the two right answers. I almost picked sudden death because if you get the sudden death, of course it's the most important round. 
But I right. thought that was kind of just. It's that also was, not every championship I'm not going to lie. In every championship match. So. Exactly. No, I would have lost that all the way. Yeah. All right, and question oh, number two. Five, such a it's such a crapshoot round five, so it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's a real hitter. Yeah, so it can it can be iffy yeah. sometimes. Um, and question number two: Which faction is most likely to have the most dramatic ranking change, with a cool fifty-one percent of the vote Ooh, wow. in favor of corruption? Yeah, yeah, that was, wow. that was, right. was I'm actually Bibbs. surprised it was that close. Sorry, it was that close. That was like the only good answer to that question. I struggled to think yeah. of something else to argue because it's clearly corruption is the answer to that. They've just been biding their time. You've been so right. It, I, yeah, it does feel like it is just a matter of time with that with that faction. You know, like, oh, I know we everyone. Yeah, I, I remember being like super nervous for them for a long while, but once they, once like them coming up, I was like, obviously these people are going to go after this level and, you know, whatever it may be. Anyway, one for our final question. The nerves went away. <laughs> our final question being what movie ensemble would make the best Schmodown faction? Characters, not actors. With 72% of the vote. Oh, 72% Muppet fans. It is the Muppets with Bits. Yeah! And your winner, William the Beast Bibiani, is moving on to the second round to go up against hey, Danielle Ramirez. So a little uh, behind the curtain, I was trying to think of Clerks. That was what I was wanting to oh, say. No! I never oh. Clerks. Oh, I was no. like, it's the movie where they all sit around talking about movies. Like, why would... Uh, it must be high fidelity. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> the first one I thought of was actually Reservoir Dogs, Ooh. which which would have been a good that whole opening. Okay. Yeah, that I think that would have been okay. But yeah, I think once I thought of Muppets, I'm like, oh yeah, Muppets done. I don't even need. To, <laughs> I can just say Muppets and then call it a day. I, you kind of did just say Muppets, 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 I Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. You you yielded so. a minute of your time back. <laughs> She gave us 30, 30 extra seconds. You just used the 30 seconds that she gave you. Yeah. And you're like, I'm done. That's it. Hey, I'm you ready. also got 30, an extra 30 seconds I have, you know. And I used every second to try to somehow argue that the Muppets weren't going to win. <laughs> and a noble effort. A noble effort. Me 15 extra minutes and I wasn't going to convince people that the Muppets weren't going to win. Well, okay. Yesterday, uh, last night, I argued. Uh, I argued uh, for the generals chat. Uh, not generals chat uh, for the generals debate for best trilogy of all time. I was going. I was going up against Sergio Leone's Dollar Trilogy. I went up against uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, as well as uh, the Nolan Batman trilogy, and I won somehow with the Before trilogy by Richard Linklater. That's a good pick. I try. That's a really good <laughs> I try to that think is, outside the box. It it's was very that, consistent. I, it's very consistent. I mean, it that's, is. That's it has, a winner. Yeah. It is consistent. And it's yeah, a concise but, story. It's a yeah. story, a trilogy told in three it parts. Is, and there's no that. controversy of it. There's no one that people say isn't as good as the others. It's just all great. It, Okay, but okay, but also I barely won, even though um, I, say, I barely won that debate because I for uh, one of the questions at the very end was what is the worst uh, trilogy sequel of all time, and my competitor chose Attack of the Clones, and I said Big Mama's House, like father, like son. <laughs> 
That's the. Um, no. I think I think <laughs> two is worse, but that's also that's fair. I would have gone with Rise it's of Skywalker, a, but anyway, it was it was yes. a little intense. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, sometimes it just sometimes it comes down to not only the debate itself, but just like the re most ridiculous answer. Yeah. So yeah, so the two again very different approaches to picking these answers. So that means, um, I say Bibs, you're gonna be moving on to the next round. You're gonna be going up against Danielle Ramirez, and I just want to pull it up real quickly that here it is if you look on here in this little bracket here james white and ben bateman they're going to be going up against each other next wednesday and uh william the beast bibiani is be going up against our very own c2a's chilled actions danielle ramirez here pretty soon now please ignore the dates that's totally fine but uh, actually, scratch that. The dates are correct now that I think about it. But yeah. um, uh, on the very end, they are correct. But we are going to be going ahead and scheduling some other uh, soon, you know, when we can get together and uh, get those dates together. But a date might be present in this room today. So we'll see. We'll see. Is it going to be Bibbs? It's going to be Danielle. It's going to be Ben Bateman. It's going to be James White. We shall see. It's going to be Danielle. <laughs> Oh, where's the confidence, my dude? I just finished the bait. All my confidence is gone. I'm done now. <laughs> oh, gosh. I used it all up for the last hour and a half. You're, you, That's you, what you wore me down. The final. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, going into the next one, um, I know, like you said, your your confidence is shot. You used all that bait energy, like you said, uh, specifically. Um, do you? How it's like? How do you feel about moving on to the next round? Well, listen, it's 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 a lot of pressure, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. You know, Danielle is a fearsome opponent, and yeah, I I'm just gonna I'm gonna try. But I'm I, it's kind of like when I went up against Dan Merle. It's just sort of just like um, yeah, I could lose. This is this this but could also, happen. Alternatively, she yeah. could lose. So. That's theoretically possible, but let's not go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Hurting my heart, Bips. Hurting my heart. Yeah, I'm supportive. Belford, uh, you are currently, your record is currently still, you are a really high-ranked competitor. You're sitting at two and now one uh, with three debates under your belt officially. Uh, is there anyone in particular? I'm sorry? Um, <laughs> no, you went against number one in Star Wars division at two and one. Um <laughs> Is there any, because there's been a, quite a few competitors that have lost in the past, but are still obviously really great. Is there anyone in particular you would love to see? You would love to compete against? You know, there's some little guy running around here, running his mouth about it. He's known by some sort of letters or something like that. And he tried to talk all kinds of smack that he should have been in the Schmobates tournament of champions. Uh, Why would he, though? Or, or I don't know. He's, gonna be, he's never even played a Schmobate match. Apparently he's undefeated in Schmobates. I don't no. know. One and zero or undefeated in a Schmobate match. That oh, means undefeated. That does mean undefeated. If, still. if you've never played, you've never been defeated. Uh, well, okay. It's true. Okay. Can't argue that. That's true. No, it's true. Sure. Yeah. yeah so I'd what like I'm hearing, Denuzio guy. So you want to go up against Denuzio? I can see that. That's or Bateman when he inevitably loses to James White. Oh. oh. 
I'm sensing some smack and some talking. I'm hearing it. I'll I'm bet you. I'll, I'll bet Raven has dedicated like 20 hours to preparing for that. He's probably hired <laughs> private detectives, <laughs> like following me to right around for, yeah. for five minutes at a time. Yeah, <laughs> only a thing. Um, I would say, uh, but say there are some people in the chat that are, you know, real quick to say, uh, you know, just reaffirming, hey, Wildberries and Felt. You know, uh, <laughs> um, you know, Why, someone named like, Trash Panda. That is fantastic. Yes. Someone named Trash Panda said Wildberries mm -hmm. and Felt. <laughs> um, it's like Chef says, I am a mess. Peggy, I can relate to what Bibbs is saying 100% of the time, but I adore that quote and hope to rebuild. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and PLD comes back to when it was Schmobates was a segment, not a show. So, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't count. Cool. Yeah. So you have yeah. no wins in actual Schmobate. I also won no when no it was well. And no losses. So what I'm hearing is, if anything, uh, Paul needs to potentially work up to you. Billy. Pretty much. He's, not, he's never been on my level, so. I, I, I agree. He, he has never been on your level, for sure. Okay. Something else, but never on my level. <laughs> Okay, now that's it for today. Thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us and really kind of watching these fine people debate and watching Kelsey and I attempt to stay sane through yeah. these arguments today. Thank it's you so much trouble. for hanging out with us, though. <laughs> um, for future reference, Kelsey, my love, my darling, my ever lovely, where can we find you and everything you're doing? All right. You can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. Also on the Call to Action Podcast Instagram, so you can interact with me there. T Public, we've got merch. Check it out. We also have face masks. If you want to call the action face mask, it exists, so you can get it there. And I do have a YouTube channel as well. Just search my name, Kelsey Kirkland. Click on my face and subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. So what a pretty face it is. What an awesome face for sure. And over to you, Bibbs. You're doing a million one things with your million one podcast, you know, with not only, you know, Whitney, but beyond. And so where can we find you and everything you're doing? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm at the critically acclaimed network. That is the name of our podcast. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are podcasted. We've critically acclaimed where we review new movies. We've, we've got mail where we answer your emails. We've got mm -hmm. episode zero where we review films that uh, are the prehistory of star Wars. We're recording later tonight, an episode about Casablanca and how that influenced star Wars. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that. We got canceled too soon. We review TV shows that lasted only one season or less over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash critically acclaimed network. We have a ton of exclusive shows. We have a show dedicated exclusively to Firefly. We have a show dedicated exclusively to every single Star Trek episode ever filmed. We're doing them in production order, one every week. Uh, we've got Not on Disney Plus, where we talk about all the stuff that Disney could have put on Disney Plus and is refusing to for some reason. Uh, we've got Only the Best. We review every single movie ever nominated for Best Picture. Um, we've got a ton of other exclusive content there as well. So that's patreon.com slash critically acclaimed network. They are at Critic Acclaim, and I am at William Bibiani on Twitter, although I am taking a break from social media at the moment. Yes, very, very true. Taking those breaks are incredibly necessary for the soul to recover, to recuperate. So take that break. Enjoy it. Absolutely. And also you can find him on Twitter and, you know, here is him on Patreon. I know I personally am a patron of that group and there's so Thank much you. stuff on there. It's really, really cool. Uh, I, I'm saying this genuinely, not just a kiss ass, but when I say it, like there's a lot of content on there, I like the one where they, you guys talk about, um, um, I know it was like he had a Star Wars episode uh, recently where you just talked about like uh, there were the Star Wars um, production people. They were like, no, we, we don't want to recycle sound effects. 
we yeah. want to we want to make new sound effects yeah, you know and so the they had to get was, creative and so yeah. i was like oh that's pretty cool that's one of the I revolutionary really things that that movie did yeah it's yeah. really cool it's, and uh yeah so i mean especially there was like one referencing like the baby scream or something the wilhelm scream yeah the wilhelm oh. scream i we talked I about the origin of the wilhelm scream yeah yeah it's one of the most famous sound effects in movie history it's really cool yeah, it's after you said that, I started like I like googled it and I was like, where else can I hear? It? And I saw like fifty movies, just like ah ah ah. It was just like nonstop for a bit, which is pretty cool. Um, and over to you, Belford. Where can we find you? Everything you're doing and seeing your beautiful, amazing face. Uh, I'm just uh, Mr. B Mr. Billy Belford on Twitter. You can uh, find me and all my musings there about uh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Yeah, man, dude, cool. The, the yeah. essence of communication is brevity. Mr. Belford, I just want to say thank you so much. It has been an honor to play you. You've been a you fearsome opponent, and uh, this has been a lot of fun. So thank you for that. For sure. Yes, sir. Amazing people present. And I am Alex Mack, part of the Call to Action crew. You can find me on Twitter, running the Call to Action podcast Twitter account, Call to Action pod. And you can find me at real underscore Alex Mack. Everything is in the description box below. Please give us a like there. I also co-host Cinema Bias with a video where we dive into our personal movie biases and movies. Why, you know, it comes to genres, directors, whatever it may be, and really dive into movies. One of us has, one of us loves, and the other one has never seen. Uh, this uh, week, we're going to be diving into 1995 Alfonso Cuarón's A Little Princess. And yes, I love great, that movie. And she, she's never seen it before, so I'm so excited. That movie's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. I still think that's his best so movie. I, I know people I'm, people don't agree with It's now. so underrated. People don't talk yeah. about it enough. And, yeah. you know, watching it, I remember watching that movie not when I was a kid and being like, this movie is special and I don't understand why. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we really kind of dive into our movie, uh, like I mentioned, our, our movie biases. Everyone has them and we don't, sometimes we don't like to admit it. So it's really cool to really kind of chat that up with Drew. Um, but yeah, go check it out on her page at Video Drew YouTube channel. And please like, subscribe. And we'll see you next week with Ben versus James White on that schmo bait. See you soon. Thanks guys. Bye. 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 Thank you.